Uh, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in crypto on Monday, the 8th of November 2021. This week's key events include the US Treasury releasing its report on stablecoins, ETH hitting another all-time high, CME's upcoming microfutures, CBA is enabling crypto trading, and Coinbase is launching a zero-fee service. The crypto market cap finished the week up just over 6% at $2.75 trillion. The US Treasury has released their report on stablecoin risk, and they're requesting basically for new laws to come with this. This is something that's uh, been in the works for a while and much anticipated. Uh, but basically, it's a report that talks about the risks associated with stablecoins and the, the wider financial system. And so what the report here said was uh, it, it was really about the concerns that they had about if there was a run on stablecoin reserves and the lack of transparency around the actual stablecoin holdings. So, of course, Tether and USDC, they're the two best known stablecoins coins and also the largest here. And the, the, the concerns being highlighted by these reports were that you know these, these stable coins, according to the, the providers of them, they're backed by appropriate reserves so that you know that, that keep them basically pegged to the underlying dollar price. However, what, what the concern here is that there's not enough transparency around how those reserves are managed and the risk associated with them. And the thing here as well that's been driving this is when you look at like the, the increased adoption of this technology in terms of you know tether which is the most widely used stablecoin it's increased its supply by 500% in the past year and it's seeing more volumes than any other ones and naturally of course there's concerns there you know are tether being able to increase their collateral holdings behind the scenes in line with, with all of this there and so you know, the report really was calling for the SEC and the CFTC uh, participating in regulating these markets around stablecoins as well. And one of the reasons why stablecoins are so important here is because, you know, in many respects, they go, they could potentially become the standard on-ramp that many people have for these cryptocurrencies. So, you know, if, you, if you're holding fiat dollars and you want to switch them for crypto, then going from to a dollar-backed stablecoin, in theory, should give people the same, you know, ex- experience, so to speak. Uh, that they get with regular dollars, except they can then you know, use it to trade for exchange for other crypto. So it's kind of like a, a sort of considered, although it isn't necessarily lower risk, but it is considered a, a low, lower risk way of people holding cryptocurrencies. But the key thing, of course, with stable coins is that they're not being guaranteed by you know central banks or government. And so it's just the companies that are providing them are. And longer term with central bank digital currencies, this may change, but certainly in the nearer term, you know, rightly so, they're highlighting that there are risks associated with the current approach. CME this week has also announced that they're going to be launching micro ether futures uh, on December the 6th. And so right now, there are a number of different Ether futures products that you can actually trade with CME. However, the contract side is 50 ETH, which is around $220,000. With micro Ether futures, the contract size will get a lot lower, enabling people to you know, have more precise trades. But really, I mean, what it does here is it just opens up the market to more people uh, because of the, the contract size there might be, for some anyway, it might be too big a position to be taking on here. Uh, but it's certainly good news for those people uh, who, who want to actually start trading in the Ether futures market. We've seen Ether, Ethereum's cryptocurrency, hit a new all-time high this week. So it's it's actually hit 
$4,656 was the high at the, the time of recording. Um, and this, this, this was off the back of its previous all-time high a week or two back of $4,467. And there's, of course, speculation as to what's been causing it, but there's certainly been a lot of news around NFTs this week and uh, NFTs taking over New York, which we'll be talking about in our NFT update, which you should check out. Um, but there's there's other things too. There's a, an Ethereum tracker called Ultrasound Money who've uh, conducted some simulations on Ether's futures and said that the supply of ETH is going to be declining 2% each year as the transition to proof of stake happens. This is something that we've spoken about at length in previous episodes. But, uh, you know, no doubt it's, it's good for people who actually hold it. CBA or the Commonwealth Bank of Australia, as many will know it as, they're going to be launching crypto trading services for their six and a half million users of its ComBank app. And so they're actually going to be the first bank in Australia to actually natively support crypto here. And off the back of this, it's inevitable that the, the other big four banks, as they're known, which is National Australia Bank, Australia and New Zealand Bank, ANZ, that is, and Westpac will, will follow suit. CBA have partnered with Gemini, the exchange to do this and chain analysis as well. So they're working with some you know, well-known faces in the, the crypto space here. And apparently it's going to be launching as a pilot for limited customers uh, in the coming weeks and they'll roll it out fully in 2022. And they're going to be supporting 10 different crypto assets here. So this is kind of you know like, like what PayPal have done with regards to allowing people to hold crypto as well. So you know it, it's going to be certainly fascinating to see, no doubt other Australian banks will follow suit, but also you know, on a more global basis in other regions as well if we see this trend starting to pick up more and more there because of just the demand from people to be able to access the crypto markets. Coinbase, the crypto exchange, they're testing out a new subscription service. Apparently, this service is going to be called Coinbase One. And the idea is, is it will give people zero fee trading and they'll get priority support there. And so, you know, one does wonder if they're trying to go a little bit after the Robin Hood type model here of just really removing the friction from uh, get, encouraging people to trade by having it so that there's no fees associated with the actual trading of crypto assets on the platform. But of course, Coinbase here are adding a, a subscription offer for it. Other news as well from Coinbase is that they have actually launched a program where users on the platform can borrow up to $1 million uh, using their Bitcoin holdings as collateral. So it's, uh, you know, it's another big innovation here, recognizing that crypto collateral that people own can actually be used for collateral for more traditional financial products like loans. Binance have announced that they're going to be spending $150 million in France to help develop the European crypto ecosystem. They've basically created a 100 million euro fund to develop the ecosystem there. And it's something that's been named Object Moon. Uh, and they're working alongside France Fintech for this. And so re really, this kind of ties in with what we've spoken about before, like with Binance's marketplace last week. They want to find new routes and organizations to partner with to help drive innovation on their actual platform. Uh, one of the things with this is that they're going to have a accelerator as well called Object Moon Accelerator and an online training program and so on just to get more people across it. The Binance also this week launched an inquiry into the Squid Game token uh, because there is th this was basically a gaming token that launched on their, their blockchain platform Binance Smart Chain in the last week and it saw a 45,000% rise and it was a pump and dump scheme basically, i.e. people that 
pump up the price of the token, get other people to pile into it, and then sell the holdings you know, as close to the peak as they can, and then basically you know vanish. And so what happened here is that the developers of this actual platform they were using these things called a mixer, which basically enables them to anonymize transactions. And then when it came to actually tracing where the funds went, they, they can't really do it. Uh, and so the developer teams and everything who are associated with the project kind of vanished and uh, their Twitter account was shut down and so on and so forth. So, you know, it's certainly not good for any of the investors here, but it's also testament to some of the challenges still that exist in the place where people can, you know, launch these these projects. And although the, the, the people who are more kind of across how these things work will likely see some telltale signs of issues, the more general people who might just be looking at the numbers and seeing that, you know, it's suddenly trending uh, might get sucked in and to get pulled into the whole FOMO aspect of it and end up losing a lot of money, unfortunately. But uh, it's just good to see, though, that Binance is uh, cooperating here and really trying to help dr uh, drive the investigation with it. That's all we have for this week in crypto. If you're interested in other key events across DeFi, enterprise blockchain protocols or NFTs, do check out our other week in blockchain updates. And if you want to learn more about the people behind the scenes driving a lot of these innovations, do check out our Blockchain Innovators podcast, where I speak to individuals who've made significant contributions to the blockchain ecosystem. Find out what inspires these people, get their latest thoughts on the latest industry news and events spanning crypto, enterprise, protocol, DeFi, NFTs and DAOs. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.